bow, bow. I love dipping my I love dipping my finger in frosting. Well, I'm so glad you caught that because um, I put that in sort of as a joke when I was doing the song. I was like, oh, that'd be funny, but nobody would get it. But it's so us. Um, and also just fun laying down weird vocals like that. But uh, so that references y'all back when was that that same Coachella trip? It was, wasn't it? The one we always talk yeah. about. <laughs> it was the first one. It was the one that we were. In that beautiful house, uh, well, we were in that same house both times, but it was yeah. the fir- the first year I remember there being that fresh grapefruit tree in the backyard. Oh, oh my gosh! And we mm. like ha- we would have to half climb the fence to get the fresh grapefruits that we would have freshly cut open for yes. our morning cocktails. Oh yeah, which which since the sun comes up so early at that time of year, morning cocktail was. Eight forty-five, nine o'clock. I mean, sure, I, I, yes. I mean, there was a hot tub, a pool, like two fireplaces, and it was like fresh grapefruit juice with vodka Ugh. for your morning. Bre- Goodbye. And it's not—they're not the ruby red grapefruits. They're the mm-hmm. yellow ones that are so much. Just the t- that taste is so incredible. Super juicy, easy to easy to peel. Like just. Mm. God, yeah. So good. Anyway, yes, you caught yeah. me in the kitchen sticking my finger in the, in the icing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had bought icing and stuff to make cupcakes, and it was funny that he did this, and then I caught him literally with his finger in the frosting, uh, and I was walking in to do that same thing, but with the frosting and with those little rainbow sprinkles that are the dots, not the long oh, yeah. ones, but the dots. Um, did, I was going to get... dip it and then dip it and then put it in my mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, did we get the the type of icing that has like the separate packet on the top with like the no. sprinkles? This was... okay. Nope. Um so there's only one kind of frosting that is acceptable for those cupcakes, and it's Funfetti frosting. Funfetti, yeah. With the little rainbow chips in it. I've noticed that they changed the spring the frosting name now to Rainbow Chip, which I don't think is nearly as fun as Funfetti because that's way more fun. Yeah. But whatever. So I haven't. I didn't still notice the that. Same. I, I I did recently buy um, for my birthday this year. My friends and I. This was right at the beginning. Right before everything shut down, I turned 40 um, at the end of March and we went, it was, we had it planned already uh, for the middle of March. So it was like the weekend of the 12th um, or 13th, whatever that was. And we went there and everybody wanted to know what I wanted for my birthday cake. So we got, we got confetti cake Yeah, (laughs) with with funfetti icing. It's a little thing we like to call overkill, and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing oh, makes it, me happier than that. People are, like, was, losing their minds about red velvet cake. I'm like, no, bitch. No. Red velvet cake is just chocolate cake with red, with red icing or with red dye in it. I which, mean, I'm not fooled by that. I, I also just, for some reason, do not – I would never order that if that was, like, on a menu of cake. <laughs> Wow. Which, if you wow. have a menu of cake, I want to come visit you. I want, you I might want to be. go to that restaurant. That sounds I amazing. I definitely do. Um, you know what I do like with a red velvet cake is, um, I might even be getting this wrong because I don't. I'm not a big cake person. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. With 
cream um, cheese frosting. Cream cheese frosting. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Why are we the same person? It's disgusting. That's. I think honestly, that might have been the moment when I truly knew I got you because yeah. I was like, you know, when you have a moment with somebody where you're like, oh my god, you're just just the same like ah. it was literally on my way to do the same thing and then probably take a teaspoon and cover up where my finger was oh for sure because i didn't want everyone to know that i stuck my dirty fingers in there no no <laughs> but also yeah you know. but also don't care and also the only two people that were doing it were you and me so everybody else would have looked at us like we were psychopaths but they just have never experienced the goodness that is dipping your finger in the frosting yeah i would say if you haven't already which i think everyone has i think it's one of those like things that is just like a rite of passage like i don't think you've ever i don't think one person could say that they've never stuck their finger in icing whether it be on the cake or like mm-hmm. in the icing like you, mm-hmm. you there's you you see icing the first thing you want to do is stick your finger in it or sit on it i don't know <laughs> or sit on it there was a video i'm not even gonna go there isn't that called splashing that's the it thing it was called it was called cake farts but let's not but... do that <laughs> you know what i know as soon as you said that all i wanted to do is watch it <laughs> please don't if you're out there please don't watch cake farts it's not it's not cute it's not cute it was like when i was in my early 20s or some shit or maybe i'm aging myself but i but just don't i just, wish just take my word for it please i wish we could see the google attempts for cake fart after this podcast and it's definitely gonna spike it's gonna spike but listen <laughs> i warned you don't do it don't do it don't do it do it do it. <laughs> Close your uh, eyes. Watch watch it like this with like one eye between you know. One like eye like between hand your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Perfect. Don't know where um, your hand is. You can still see, even though it feels like That's how yeah. I watch scary movies with Same. like my hands I don't even over watch my scary eyes. Movies. Yeah. Well, I get forced into going every once in a while when when movie theaters were still a thing, but um not I my jam to, either. I have to say, so Dino and I are zoom zooming. We're, we're zooming, zooming right now um and recording so i can see him and he's wearing his terminator 2 t-shirt that he talked about in the yeah. second episode um and from far away that's a great tea but i'm not gonna lie from far away that looks like nicholas cage <laughs> i'm okay with and that I'm into it no i love love like con air like <laughs> raising arizona like, all of that stuff yes yeah. Um, it was he in Face Off too with John Travolta? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, John Travolta. That's a whole other. Well, that actually kind of reminds me. I wanted to ask you. Um, I'm kind of stuck on the same watching the same shit this week. Like I haven't really watched anything new. Yeah, I'm rewatching Pose. Yeah, obviously because because um, it's amazing. Pride. It's pride. just so fucking good. Um, it's just been on the you know on the background um, while I've been doing work on the computer, and I just I really love it. But I started this week off. I watched uh, doc- the documentary Disclosure on Netflix, which everybody is watching right now. And surprisingly, for a lot of people, it's the, their first time uh, learning about um, gender representation and trans people in media. Um, but it was a really great documentary, so fucking good. But also. Um, 
I've been like stuck on legendary. I know we talked about oh, it like a little it. bit last week. I'm just like I'm loving all this stuff so much, but yeah, I'm not anything new. What are you watching? Um, same. So I remember you were telling me we were, I don't know we were just chatting about legendary, and I was an episode behind you, and you were saying about a specific moment that you loved, and I know exactly what that moment was. And it was when the um, what's the guy's name with the long hair? Um, gosh, he sits on the far end. He's a judge. He's got the oh, really long law. You're talking about law. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he He's so cunty. was kind of popping off, and then Laomi. Yeah, was like. She was like, a resume is just she, a piece of paper, mama. Paper, mama. Oh my god! I was like, this is the part Dina was talking about, and and saying. Because I hate when people rattle off, like, I'm the highest paid this. And you're like, shut Who can No one's listening. Who well, cares? What I, think, what I, think I is, know what um, is, I know what the point of the whole thing was, but also like your delivery sometimes, you don't have to want to be likable, but you don't want to come off as like a, a chop. His delivery is a chop. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In my book, yeah. it's a chop. Look. Sometimes he can give it. <laughs> And like, but I also, I, like, too many times in my life have I been friends with someone who's like so aggressive that mm. like what when they lean toward you and mm. like want to be friends with you, that you accept it as some kind of like gift. Mm. Oh, I, like this difficult person enjoys me would be like would stick up for me because he does. He has favorites on the show for sure. For sure. But his delivery is a little too much sometimes. Like, and what when Laomi stood up and was like, "Listen, I understand." He started rattling off something about how he's the highest paid, one of the highest paid um, stylists in the world, and she stood up and like literally started clapping it at him. Was like, "Okay, cool, okay. like stand, stand, standing ovation for you." And then she sat down and was like, "I, I don't care about resume, boo." Like also, it's just a piece of paper. We know she called him Mamita. The, we know one of the best stylists in the world. Yeah, and yeah. like way way less just way less just attitude. Humble, humble yeah. and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the most lovely. Yeah. The most lovely. Um, I have so many funny like chilial memories, and That's, you actually you posted <laughs> on the pod. Um, po- um, Instagram. Oh, he's in there. Um, yeah, because we. I mean, we were. We it was like me and him and Jeremiah that attended your wedding. Yes, that was where who's Armando came from. Yeah. <laughs> um, but wait, tangent. Okay, I, so what, what are I'm you watching? watching? Um, so Paris is burning. Just I. I mean, I watch it multiple times a year because I show it to a lot of people. But I always find it feels extra important during pride and um yeah it's i've been i listen to a lot of lgbtqia plus like podcasts and and get a lot of that media i take in a lot of that media all the time so i like going back to more raw stuff um and yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. I was really feeling it this time. Um, ben loves there's, it. It's just there's a. I want to tell you there is, um, and I just bought it on iTunes, and um, 
I should just give you my iTunes login so you can watch these movies. But um, I just bought Kiki, which is yes. Have you seen it? Or I haven't seen it? it. No, but I've heard about it, it's but I haven't a, seen it. It's really cute. It's the it's um a documentary. It's almost like an updated version of Paris is Burning, but mm-hmm. the the Kiki scene in New York City is like for it's a youth um kind of ballroom scene and where they're seeing people like you know 13 14 years old um and it was just like i'm not even gonna say anything more what okay. spend the 15 dollars, buy it or log in as me watch it those no, of you out buy there it. buy it it is just just incredible seeing um like even in 2015 i didn't know that the peers were still a scene um, in the city and yeah. um, I, I, I don't know if they are to this day in 2020 I'm sure that they are but um, but it was a really interesting documentary that kind of followed a group of folks for a few years so there's a few folks that like transitioned um, during that period of time yeah. and it was just a really uh, beautiful you know me I'm all I love stuff about adolescence and being gay and being adolescent yeah, because sure. it's such a t- tumultuous time and then um and then hearing these stories it's um profound um yeah. in a lot of different ways and so i would say check out kiki that um i'm excited to check that out because that gives me something fab to watch this week yeah. um we also watched we're here which is on mm. hbo plus or max maybe or just hbo one of them yeah. But it's Bob, you've seen it, Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka, yeah. and Shangela. And I mean, every single time it makes me cry. Every single one. It's just like to hear some people, how they talk to another human just because yeah. they don't understand why they would do something. or And it's not a violent thing that they're doing. They're not hurting anybody. They're bringing joy to people. And to see some of the, this hatred on these people's faces is so alarming and then to watch what they do and how beautiful it is I mean literally I was in tears every and laughing it's great it's like it's a it gives you all of the different feels but if yeah if y'all haven't seen that it's it's so good so 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 good the last episode where they were um impacted by quarantine and it basically what was unfortunate was that they weren't able to get, I'm not going to give it away, but they weren't able to really dig into the stories that they were there. Don't to give it away. Dig. Cause that's the one I'm on right now. I think. Yeah. They weren't able to dig into the stories because of the, Oh shoot. The virus. Miss um, Rona. Miss Rona quarantina. If you're nasty. Hey. Um, but yeah, it ended up being more, um, a bio like a, a like a it was like a bio of the three of them mm-hmm. and it went into like kind of their trajectory and sort of a little bit of a backstory on the three of them that's nice um, though and they filmed it from like you know their living rooms or whatever their interview sections and it was i actually at first i was like kind of like oh no we're not going to get into the stories that we were here to see but like the, the their stories are also fascinating too it's it's a really good episode so i would say don't don't miss that one too it's good um super down for that and then every weekend we always put on the defected um digital the virtual festival um 
because their lineups are always sick. The tunes are always sick. Um, and they did like a pride lineup with tons of disco, all house, you know, just happy house. And yeah, just all the female vocals, all the soulful, like all that, and, you know, like woo, hands in the air. Um, so I was kind of like in the other room chatting and then I heard this vocal and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Be right know. back. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> like <laughs> like when I, like in Looney Tunes when that like was it a fox got or not a fox, the what was he? A wolf. He gets picked up by a scent in his nostrils and he's floating in the air. That was me, but it was my ear. Wait, wasn't that like Pepe Le Pew? Was it Pepe Le Pew? It might have been. Okay. That yeah. Very that. Uh and when I looked, it was Billy Porter. And he just came out with like a new track that this DJ was spinning and he was doing like a live thing. He, so he was like on, cause you know how sometimes they put dancers up, which I yeah. love. Yeah. So they, they popped him in there and it was like, Oh, and the song is so good. That's so so good. that was like speaking of pose, but what a he, great he's voice a, he's got. He's, Oh my God. I was just going to say his voice is just something else. I, I did, um, I, I found the other day, reposted it, this beautiful song that the cast from Pose um, sang over Zoom that was just, I mean, monumental. That cast is so, listen, um, if you haven't watched it, like the character of Bianca um, has a really phenomenal voice. Um beautiful 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 singer like there's just a lot of talented folks on that show but music yeah let's talk about music let's talk about music um oh also you're listening to clubhouse oh shit <laughs> that's shane camaro that's dino Malvon. and you're listening to clubhouse wah, wah. Wah, I, that probably wah, wasn't wah. the right <laughs> sound effect that we would want but no it sounded fun well, though I do have to say one thing, um, since we're going to talk about music, the yeah. the music that you made for the beginning of the show, um, <laughs> I can remember um, like three weeks ago or something, you sent me a clip of like what you were doing and it was like still in the works or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> yo, that sounds so, I don't know if this is spot on for you or not, but like it sounded so Madonna bedtime story. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you. That I was just like, I love whatever you're doing keep yeah. doing that you're just yeah. on the like, right like track. justify my love kind of shit yeah oh, my, I mean, it, just felt, it felt very madonna that era to me like oh, i with, love like that. the synthesized voice and just like a little bit of a sexy I, I just i'm all about it i love it yeah i'm a big fan of like um who like the beginning of that's the way love goes janet jackson like, yes. like what she said, like a moth to a flame burned by oh the my fire. God. Like, I can't yes, do it right now, vibe. but yeah, like very breathy, very exhausted. And it's very 90s. I just love yeah. it so much. I mean, yeah. we're, that's what we're a product of since we're. So, so like Tony and Jerry used to make fun of me. I mean, all they did was make fun of me, but um, when the Dirty Glamour was playing, because I know they both liked it and I know I've Jeremiah has said nice things to me about my music before, but you know, he just likes to, to poke. Um, so there's 
I'm sure these are out. I have them on my, on my computer in a very raw form, like demos, not even mixed or mastered or whatever, but some of the Dirty Glamour's music. And it's really, it's very, um, gosh, I wouldn't even know how to classify it. It is more rock, um, but that same, that same kind of vocal tone. So what the effects were on that vocal. And that one's a little bit more of a powerful voice. Whereas years ago when I did some kind of like Portis heady kind of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. That's much more like the music from the beginning. And that, that was just me like fucking around, having a good time. I loved it. it yeah. To me, honestly, it, it almost sounded like, um, the beginning of the song erotica where oh she's God. like over oh, where she's like talking over music and my name is dita yeah, yeah, i'll be yeah, omistress yeah, tonight yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. very that i loved it i loved it i loved it i think like um, but i really used i'm excited to, to talk about music yeah what we're okay so we're gonna we're gonna kind of do it the way we did 20 questions 40 tangents and we'll just kind of float that way yeah I guess. I love that. That was fun. Um, 20 <laughs> questions, 80 tangents. 80. <laughs> 500 <Yeah>. tangents. <laughs> oh, I feel like I just burped. Sorry if you heard that. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. I'm, I'm drinking a Grolsch right now, and they're very oh, good. F- frothy. So, yeah. I'm it's... having, just so everyone knows, I'm having a vodka martini, which is... This is so it's so indicative of our style though. You're drinking Grolsch. <laughs> it's because we don't I'm have drinking. anything. It's all we have in the house right now. So that's why I'm I know, but you that. live with a boy. So I, I understand. do live with a boy. There's like, there's like beer in the house, so I get it. Yeah. I mean, but even when I lived with girls, they usually still had beer in the house. They still drank beers. Yeah. As my kind of chicks. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Uh so what is your oh, that's like that part in that Drake song where he goes, It's your fucking burn at that. It's your like I wanna be in the studio when he does that because it'd be like how many times did you go, wait, 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 let me do that one more time. Do it one more time. Also, maybe that's just us. Like, maybe just us would be like, uh, I would do that again. Hold I on would. I would. Oh. I'd be like, wait, I can do better. Hang on. Let me just yeah. give me just one second. Um, okay. Sorry. Okay. I interrupted you. You had, a, you had something you wanted. It was still about music, though. So it was good. Um, good. What is your earliest memory of music? Like um, any kind, if it's your or whatever was your very earliest. Um, it's hard. Okay. I'm thinking about like some of the earliest times that music made um, some kind of impact on my life. And I'm going to say, uh, yes, I was around music a lot. My dad played music. I, he drove me to school because, um, well, this is personal. He used to drive me to school because I was afraid to take the bus because I used to get picked on for being gay. Oh my from god! Kids Do you know, I would kill younger people. than me. I would. I. I wish we would have gone to school in the same place because that shit makes me so mad. I well. Ugh. 
I used to, and I didn't know this at the time, but I went to an all I went to a Catholic school. This will be really short. Um, uh, shoot, but don't, I went to a Catholic school. Don't limit school. yourself. There were like two boys and eight girls in the class. So there were only ten of us in that in that grade. And I my moved when I was in second grade, so it was a brand new school for me. And I had to ride the bus to school. It wasn't a long ride, but um, I used to get on the bus in my neighborhood. And we used to have to wear a uniform. So number one, we got picked on for wearing uniforms. Number two, somehow, very quickly, um, kids that were younger than me, I didn't realize until later in life because we didn't go to school together. They went to public school. I went to this Catholic school. Younger than me would try to start fights with me all the time for being a Catholic school fag. (sighs) Um, So one of my earliest memories is two things my dad used to drive me to school so i told you my dad used to have a lincoln mark five i said this before you did we used to listen to like engelbert humperdinck yeah. and like neil diamond and that kind of stuff anytime but, you can um, even say engelbert humperdinck is a gift it's just might as well just say it right because what a name <laughs> i feel like if you say it three times he might appear he might engelbert humperdinck <laughs> i mean try to say that fast three times i can't no um but I do remember, and I and this will be probably my first significant music memory was in my second grade. Um, the girls, or second or third grade, the girls for the talent show did um, a Madonna song. I want to say it was like a version, but I what went to a Catholic thing school, to do so I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure if my memory serves me correctly, but I do remember that it was a Madonna song. And um, do you remember which one? And that's what I'm saying. I think it was like a virgin. I really do. I mean, listen, if that's how you remember it, that's what I want it to be. I mean, maybe that's just how I want to remember it. But it it, might have been like like a prayer. I mean, it might have been like like, a prayer because it's my favorite video. This was 1989, so maybe that was too. It was too soon for that. But whatever song it was, it jump started my obsession for Madonna. So that's my earliest music memory. Okay. I'm adding this to the clubhouse um, (laughs) mixtape. But I kind of want to know if you have, what's your earliest memory? We talked about Uh, this a little bit. We talked about it before. I think it's that concert, the Jackson five concert. When I asked my mom if they were, if they were really that small, because we were sitting far away. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. And that she had gummy bears, which was also a highlight um you, yeah yeah that's I mean she used to always put on music in the house and I remember her vacuuming to put me to sleep yeah and I mean I don't yeah. remember what I'm... music was on but my mom was all is and was always listening to music always dancing always moving around getting distracted by music like when you're talking to her if she's listening to something that she likes she is not with you and I'm the same exact anymore. way. I'm like, bah, yeah. you know? Yeah. But also, I, I'm distracted like that, too, when music is on. But, wait, what's your – do you have, like, um, specific memories from that concert? Like, were you the youngest kid there? Pretty young, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was six. and Yeah. I, but – my parents didn't shy away from taking us to see music. They really just leaned into it and were like, hey, and my sister's five years older than me. So if they had to go somewhere, 
they could leave us sitting there, like go to the bathroom or what, you know, whatever. Like, and it was a different time. Yeah. We also, that was a long was a time, time ago. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, that's, that's a benefit of being the youngest sometimes yeah. is if yeah. your eldest is old enough, you kind of get to do some cool shit from a young age. Like my totally. sister used to take me to see R rated movies. We were talking about this the other day on oh FaceTime. Yeah, we used to go see R rated movies. I still remember one was called Fresh Horses, which starred like five people from the Brat Pack from the eighties. It wasn't. A, it wasn't good. It was terrible. There was so much sex in it, and I wow. I was like eleven. I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. Okay. Because I got to go somewhere with my sister in her car and listen to like either Guns N' Roses or Queen, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So it was. I also, by the way, P.S., I love that your sister listened to the last podcast or two or whatever. And I, when she hears this, I hope she knows that we love her and she's the oh, we love you kelly um, um wait okay wait, so my, I, wait my mom listened to the podcast and she, she sent she me a text you, she gave you corrections we have corrections ladies and gentlemen we have corrections, corrections when when, corner, when we get from my favorite murder but when we get um big time and start having sound effects we'll have like a corrections like maybe the sound of an eraser or something what does that sound oh, like oh i like that <laughs> like that oh okay. oh my god shane you're brilliant yeah so my mother claudia aka clyde texted me and said i just listened to the podcast i loved it but two things and i was like oh <laughs> shit two things okay Uh-oh. she goes grandma was one of 10 not 12 i was like ah, oh, okay i went up once you're past you know five see how who even... see how rumors start <laughs> i just lose count um <laughs> and then what was the second? Oh, the second thing was Sewickley. she left Sewickley at eight, yeah. not nine. Yes. Not nine. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Wow. So just in case any of you all fact, fact checkers out, out there, there, my mom yeah. fact checking, I have now redacted the last information and you now have the true story. And the best thing is everything we've ever said on the last three podcasts is 100% truth guaranteed. There's no other corrections to be made. No, we did so good. We did so good. <laughs> also, there's probably 500 more corrections to be made. But okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> probably, but what? Uh, we're just going. With Here's it. the okay. Um. Okay. So can I? I want to ask you this one because yeah. I. I don't actually know my answer for it, and I think because you're an, okay. a musician, um, you would probably have a clear answer to it. So, um, the question is like, what or who? influenced you musically the, like the most Oof. um okay that's it's changed a lot over time like we said in the first episode my music taste pulls from every genre yeah. like there aren't many genres that i don't like i don't really like new country that's not my thing i love me some old country though um, I don't even know country but, music that well. Like I, I said to you earlier, like, are we talking about Dolly Parton? I, I don't know. Like, right. For me, like Willie Nelson, Dolly oh, yeah. Parton, like we could folk music, like Bob Dylan, stuff like that. I, I went on kind of a, a music. Oh, there's a dog. You hear Rusty. <laughs> I barely I went on hear kind him, of a, Okay. That's it. Well, that's Rusty. Just in case y'all could hear that. Um, 
when I was young, I listened to a lot of Motown, uh, a lot of yacht rocky stuff that my parents were listening to, um, and got a really wide breadth of things from my parents. Then as I got a little older, my sister got me into Queen. Um, she loves musical theater stuff, which I know all the classics because my grandma used to take us to theater, but that's, um, it's not my favorite, but I think there's some epic songs okay. from, from those things. Fair enough. Um, my grandma, my dad's side got me really into classical music when I was about seven or eight. And there's this cassette from Avon that she gave me that was called Hooked on the Classics. And it was literally classic orchestral music put to a doots, chats, doots, chats beat. So I think that was a very early like, oh, this is going to be what disco, you know, like feels like. And then later when I was a raver and like I got really into hardcore music when I was in high school and punk um, even ska and like dance hall stuff, super into the Scottalites. Um, Those scenes overlap so much. Def- oh, definitely. And like, um, there's, okay. I mean, like Misfits, The Clash, just skateboarders stuff. and ravers and hippies. That's it. It, it was like That's all of us it. were hanging yes. out in the same places. We were. And that was cool because that's where, when to, to, grow up when we did and see hip hop come like just charging through that was really exciting and in the scenes that we hung out in we got a little bit of everything you know and that was great and I had I didn't only hang out with people with one music taste like I remember when I started getting into raving all the like straight edge kids that listen to hardcore started making fun of me because they're like, Oh, you druggy now you fucking raver. And I never did drugs at raves. I just want to hear the music. Honestly, I was too, I wasn't interested in drugs at all in high school. I was like just playing sports and having a good time and trying to not just trying to get through it and trying to help others get through it. Like, you know, it school was fucking terrible. Um, so going to shows and being really involved in the music scene from a young age, I've seen some cool ass shit and it's because I put myself out there. I would go to shows alone a lot and be like the dork there that was by myself. But seeing that show was so valuable and yeah. And, and like, um, just some of these memories that I have with friends of going to see these bands and driving crazy distances to see these bands. Um, my friends and I drove to Seattle in two, like basically a day and a half to see this band sunny day real estate that said they would never play LA because they like hated LA fine. Okay. Or some, you know, yeah. whatever. So we were like, they're going to play this one reunion show because they had broken up and they were playing it in Seattle. So we, just pulled our little pennies together to buy a ticket and to get gas money to go up there. We drove all the way to Portland the first day to stay at my friend Brandon's parents' house. We got there. We crashed so hard because we were so tired because we had just driven like, ah, like straight through. So then as you do when you're kids, 
as you do in your kids, yeah. I'm so glad. I think of like how cool my parents were just letting me do our parents had honestly I wanted to. I mean, our parents really had no choice. I mean, yes, they had a choice, but also it was like, I'm driving to Philadelphia for a two day fish show. Sorry, see you later. I'm 16, but Damn. I have a car. Goodbye. But it's uh, right, right. Um, and I think I well, I know my mom knew that I wasn't. She didn't have to worry about me with drinking or drugs. Yeah. So it's like if the worst I have to worry about is like what I normally have to worry about when she's out, which is just other people, then yeah. I trust her and her judgment. Fair enough. And, you know, yeah. and she did. So we get to this show. We see this show. This show is epic. We're taking so many pictures because we're just like, this is this is everything. Like, yeah. They announced literally two days later that they were going on a U.S. tour and playing L.A. Oh. <laughs> oh. So wait, did you see them again when they came to L.A.? I didn't. I left it there. I wanted – the show was – they played like a full – it was such a long show because it was supposed to be their last hurrah. And the album that was out at that time was called How It Feels to Be Something On. Um, And I think you would really like this record. It's – it is very of that time. And – I mean, I know what I wore to the show. I know what my hair looked like at that point. I could tell you the outfit I had on. I could tell you who I was with. Like, such a piece of my clubhouse and such a vivid memory for me. And kind of a turning point where I I knew that music was forever going to be such an important part of my life forever. Because yeah. it's those moments that I live for. I just yeah they're they're the absolute best so i i would say my music influences come from everywhere if it's more vocally you said madonna which yes love madonna um i was really into gwen stefani when i was younger i don't sound like her at all but i just love her i just love that she is who she is and she's a badass and she gets on stage with five guys and just goes hey all attention on me yeah like you better watch me just crush this show. Yeah. And she's great live. Um, I, there's so there's so many, but there's like very few excluded. Like I like most music unless it's – I don't like stressful music. Anything that's like overly eh, 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 like too like ugh, stressful. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Everything else, yeah, yeah. Like, give it to me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay, This you're going to hate this question so much. Uh. Okay. You're you're gonna hate it so much, but just listen. This is a you can change your answer later. This is not a gun to your head moment where you need to oh, make yeah. a, and feel like this is. But like everybody I ever asked this hates this question because they're like, "Oh, it depends on what time of day it is or what continent I'm on." Like, stop. What are your top five albums of all time? Okay. Well, without all those caveats, because no caveats. Just whatever it is today. <laughs> I um, I don't hate this question at all. Um, mm. And <clears throat> um, so okay, I'm gonna name a few albums that like I could listen to into perpetuity. And yes. um, there are more, but these are the top ones. So I love Sade, Love Deluxe. 
I knew that was going to be first. You mentioned that on the first pod. I Sexy love time. Madonna bedtime stories. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, I love Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Uh, I we're we're gonna have a whole podcast on the Beastie Boys because yes, I, that album is just <laughs> too much. I it's perfection. I. Love Bjork. Yes. God, I can't, this is a hard one. This is a tie between. Oh, it's, I'm a, so it's a tie between Vespertine and Post. Yeah, okay. I love yep. all of them, but. Yeah, I love all of them. There's no we'll way to say choose. That's a tie. And then the. Okay, and then. Hold on. There's two more. Oh, that, this is going to make six. So I'm just going to say it's both okay. because I have to. Um, okay. But. Lauren Hill's Miseducation and then Duh. um Frank Ocean um yes. Channel Orange. Okay, can we can we talk about the time when that came out and how <laughs> legit this is when I lived below Dino and that record came out and Dino didn't listen to anything else for legit six months. Wait, Jeremiah six like months. had to end up loving the album because I was like, it was the only thing that was you playing f- in the house. And he eventually I think, was the one that told you to listen to it. And I did. And I loved it. And then I listened to it for six months. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite singing tracks is pink matter. I will belt that shit out in the shower. And then when Andre 3000 at the end Panty drop, flood my basement, get the fuck out of town. All of There's it. no one sicker than him. I just remember um, like wanting to like dig into that album right after I had heard um, Pyramids for the first time. Yes. And Pyramids is, if you haven't heard it, Pyramids by Frank Ocean, go listen to it right now. It's like two songs in one. It the the vibe of the whole thing kind of like shifts midway through and like the second half it's like one of those songs where you're like it bakes for a little while and then like once it gets to that moment you're just like what the fuck did I just hear and you have to like go back and like I just remember from that moment on I mean every song on that album is just incredible but that pyramid song is like what sucked me in from the very beginning and but all those albums are like my top well, that's my top seven. How about, do you have, can you name off like a quick top seven, five? Um, it's hard, right? But, so, e- but also easy. Just about that, about that, what you were saying about um, the way that song is, that's called a suite when you build a song that way. Okay. So there's, um, oh, okay, I'm going to need, I'm going to, I'm going to totally brain fart, but then. Uh, okay, Band on the Run by Wings. That's we're way out there, okay. but um, so it, it's basically three completely different pieces melodically, but that makes sense together. Together, so um, Band on the Run starts. Oh God, now I'm gonna just brain fart again. Well, I'm gonna put it on the playlist if you do, if you've never heard it, you'll be like, oh, I've heard this song, but. Um, it's a perfect example of that, of what that is. And so similar with, with that song by Frank Ocean, by with pyramids. It's, and it's, it's so good. So magical. I just felt like, um, and also, you know, 
I think you know. I think Frank Ocean is a handsome dude. And um, hello, I when I worked at Jeffrey, I sold him jewelry. I I got to meet him in real life and was like a boing. Like you're like keep your cool, bro. Keep your cool, bro. So what would you like to see for the case? You know, like. Um, yeah, but those, but those, Leaning. but you know, I think what defines those albums for me is the fact that like I like them from start to finish. I like them. Yes. Um, they in, during particular moods for sure. Vespertine is like a very winter album for me. Um, yes. Beastie Boys is a very summer album for me. I like you know they have a time and place in your life, but like to this yes. day, you're just like put it on somehow in the back of your brain in the recesses of your mind you are able to remember all the lyrics to all those songs. And also, like, don't ever be ashamed of the music you listen to, all y'all out there. Unless it's hate music. Don't listen to hate music. Yeah. But You'd be don't, embarrassed about don't, that. If you like a band that other people think is embarrassing, you just own that. I don't give a shit If you about like it stuff. and it makes you happy, then you go. I don't know. I don't think... Let me let me have a correction. I do not think Paul's Boutique is embarrassing. I was referring to maybe you like to listen to some weird polka, but wait, you better rock okay, out wait, with your can polka. I make a caveat? I have to add an Please. album. I ha- oh, well, this wasn't six; it was five. Shit. Jenna, okay, but wait, hold on. I I almost look. This is disrespectful to because I this is an album that I I I may even put this above some like. This one is really high up there too, and it's very obscure, okay. and it deserves mentioning because it is okay. a big part of who I am. Um, I but this is why this is hard. We could seriously just do. Let's have a whole episode of talking about our favorite. I albums just need. Because... To, I just need to add this last one because it is like it's worthy. It's worthy of mention. Um, but I love Joanna Newsom. She's a harpist from Northern California. It's really fucking weird. Yep. Um, no, but like she had an album called ease and it's just the letters Y S oh. I'm not going to answer any questions about what that means or whatever, but it's mythological. <laughs> the album was mixed, um, by uh, like, um, in this like really fantastical way. It's, um, like orchestral. She's, um, she's married to Andy Samberg, the comedian, um, oh, okay. Who, who I hate, but um, yeah, he just doesn't make me laugh. But like her, that album Ease is um, monumental. There's five songs on the album, and they're all like the, I think the shortest song is like seven and a half minutes. The longest song is like sixteen minutes, and they're incredible. And I've seen her live so many times. I've sat in the front row so many times. I carried her harp in one time you said that that was so that was and like what a cool if memory. you've never seen anybody play the harp you guys look up a video of joanna newsome um playing a song called only wings or only skin i'm sorry um you will just lose it when you see a person's hands doing like two different things at the same time yeah. you're like how does your brain compute like that it's almost too much it's brilliant and joanna newsome is for sure should have been up in my top five i don't know how i'm gonna push out but i just want to put that up there that's okay you're making it really tough um 
But I see you're writing things down, which is good. What is? Well, because I, I, I'm as I'm as you're talking, I'm writing things down because I don't want to interrupt you. I want to let you flow. I want to and... hear. I want to hear. Do you do you have like your top five, six, seven? <sighs> it's so hard. Yeah, I bet you can guess one of them. I mean, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon is for sure one of them. That's number one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's number one. That's up there. Is there like a Um, Led Zeppelin album in there? The thing that's tough with Led Zeppelin is it would have to be either a best of or the BBC re-recordings or whatever, because there's too much goodness spread across so many records. Yeah. There really you know, is. Like, I like physical it, graffiti a lot. Yes. I like in through the outdoor and through the outdoor is amazing, but yes, I hear what yeah. you're saying. There are like, if you could three, com- we could compile a list of our own best songs and put them on an it's, album. It's almost like doing, um, one of the BC boys records. Cause they're just, so, they're so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me. Okay, so speaking of BC, I'm gonna say ill communication. <gasps> yes, I, I that was a very specific time that I remember. I remember the car I was driving, and I know every word to that record because I probably wore that CD or whatever it was at that time tape out in my car. Um, so that's two. Uh, oh, Chronic 2001. Um, I love that again. Like, just that. I mean, yes, <laughs> I but, love but it. But that's because that's how we. That, that was the era. In how which I grew up. Grew it up. was yeah. and living in California, California. And like, yeah, yeah. It was just like a thing. And God, when Doggy Style came out, like, just all, just that time was so electric for good and bad reasons there's a lot of crazy shit going on similar to now and a lot of great music came out of that time uh so it's like you think about the shit that's going on right now in the world there will be a lot of good shit that comes from this bad shit if we keep you know pressing on yeah okay that's three right i'm so close that's good yeah i've done good okay um Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. <gasps> that double album was so Smashing magical. Pumpkins. Oh my god! Yes. yes, like I love that too. I mean, so good. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is a record that I have so many immediate memories that come flooding in the second I hear a track. Like the whole record, every track has something. And if you've never listened to the Pumpkins give them a shot. I don't, a lot of people, if you didn't get into like what the grunge movement was, you might think it's loud. I don't know. It was just, that well, was wait. the time. I don't necessarily agree with it loud all the time. Cause like one of my favorite songs from that, that two album set was Cupid the Lock. Oh my Le- God. I love that song. It's <gasps> so beautiful it's so beautiful but that that was the thing is the juxtaposition between because zero is on that album oh zeros yeah i mean come on come on um okay and then oh i mean probably thriller or off the wall like one i know it's Listen, we I talked can, about this. I know. I, I got to separate the art from the artist. It's hard. You know? I get it. I get it. Yeah. I absolutely don't condone any of that. The 
fucking right. behavior. You don't even need to touch that. Right. But, but we're but the music was the so, music. Just so Ugh. impactful for the gen- so impactful. our generation. Like you said it so beautifully when you said that he painted so much of like what our pop culture history is. So yeah. So much. And I what yeah. I he, he was just also just like a very um compelling figure human yeah Yeah, just for the 80s and 90s just like had a lot of impact on everything we saw and did and didn't i mean okay we can't get into michael this is like a whole other it's a whole other we have like a madonna michael episode like right exactly um okay so yay we did it we did it that's good um okay record time too i know we i feel like we kept that brief that's good who are you currently listening to on repeat? Like right this second. What song so, you're loving? What's so funny is that on Spotify. So here, I'm gonna I'm just gonna break it down for you real quick. I, this is not like the most fascinating thing for a lot of you, and just I'm not I'm gonna make it real quick so it's not dragging out. But I use my Apple Music so that I for like personal music, and yeah. then I use my Spotify for salt drop music. Salt drop music to me is like, I'll clarify. Salt drop music for Dino is like, um, it, cause, well, because it's different. All of us have different music styles. Like, and so for me, it's I love a female vocal. I love house Same. music. Um, yes. I also love anything that starts to get into like a little kind of gritty, mm-hmm. um, like not booty house, but like in that, it's starting to like head in that direction. So mm-hmm. to be honest, since we've gone into quarantine, my listening t- style has changed because um, I always had like that duality in my mind where it was like I was creating playlists for Salt Drop and then I was like, and then, and then I would put on like something soothing to listen to in my other time. What, yeah. I've, what I've come to find it over quarantine is I've, I'm obsessing over, and if you've watched any of my classes over the last month i'm obsessing over the month four over, months well particularly <laughs> particularly over this last month I've been, oh, okay like my playlist I'm, i actually have always prided myself on creating a new playlist every week yeah. so that like people didn't have to like tire of any particular song or if they didn't yes. like it they didn't have to hear it too many times but i was also like fuck that these songs are dope i don't give a shit and also instagram cuts me off if i use the wrong music Yes. So right now, um, one of the songs that I love um, on repeat, you and I have this also, is that song Choreography. Love it. Cryptogram. Love um, it. There's another song that I'm in love with called Monster, and the um, DJ is Nico De Andrea. Uh, we can put these on the on Don't playlist. worry. I'll go back through all of it and get um, it and put it all in there. But if to answer your question, what I've been listening to the most recently, um, current listening on repeat, um, is salt drop music, female vocals, um, yes. really something like shit that makes your shit that gives you goosebumps. Yeah, love that. That's what I've been listening to on repeat. I even have like yeah. an on repeat playlist on uh, Spotify. In fact, same. I'm just because we're doing this right now. 
I'm going to make my on repeat playlist on Spotify public. So anybody oh, that wants to follow me at Dino Malvone on Spotify can find my on repeat playlist. So you can dig deeper into that. Um, yeah, I need to adjust my playlists. What are you, what are you listening to? And yeah, what I want, yeah. What, what's on your repeat? Because I do something similar to you, where I listen to, I find my playlist music, but then I want to either slow it down or just change the the vibe up. So I'll usually do like house while I'm playlisting, and then I'll put on either hip hop like Tribe Called Quest, Erica, like something like that, or like Bossa Nova. <laughs> I love Bossa Nova music. I love it. I kind of love it. It makes me feel very like, um, I used to carry Freddie around the house in a big scarf. I would tie it like a baby Bjorn and let him lay uh, on his back because he just loved being carried around. And I yep. would walk around the house and do stuff and listen to Bossa Freddy. Nova. Right. I know. Oh, Freddie. Um, and it like this defected stuff has been so good. And those virtual festivals have been so incredible. They're all on YouTube still. If you guys don't follow Defected Records, there's tons of good DJs. If you like house music, their glitter box stuff feels very disco. And it's incredible, incredible vocals. There's The song that is on heavy rotation is called Burn So Deep. That's oh. by Kings of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's so good. Um, great vocal. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's going on our playlist for sure. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a good one. So good. We um, have very similar well, our, our music taste when it comes to well, I think we have very similar music taste when it comes to electronic music. Like our our I mean, I like a lot of the other music that you listen to also, but yeah, I think when it comes to and also, we differ too. I might be like sure. slightly more obsessed right now with a female vocal, um, or I don't know. But our our music taste definitely overlaps a lot. Like our our playlists sound a lot alike. Yeah, so dope. There's yes. so much good music. The best thing is when it comes to electronic music. I think this is like one thing that people find um, fascinating um, to note, but. There are a lot of fucking DJs out there creating and pumping out a lot of fucking beats. So, like, um, when it comes to electronic music, everybody knows that there is this um, kind of mentality out there that electronic music doesn't have, like, emotionality. It doesn't have, like, it doesn't evoke a certain feeling or whatever. And I'm like, yo, you have to listen to sometimes like 200 songs to find like to find the gem to find it's like so eight true. to find like eight that you like you know what i mean and yeah. sometimes i sent you one today it's so funny because i just stumbled on it this week and i was like it takes this song is seven minutes long it takes two yeah, minutes but to it cook. builds yeah and like in two minutes in it's fucking magical and you were like oh yeah no that's on my like core 40 playlist already but like um sometimes it just takes like the opportunity you know you got to give it like a chance to cook a little bit but i think i think some people really like the crate digging process and like the and some of them finding of music and some people just cannot even be they need to be handed it and say hey this is good listen to this which is you know both both kinds of people are good yeah um okay can i um 
ask you a question because we're like yes you can we're we're an hour in but um are we sure we are um okay <laughs> i'm kind of i'm kind of skipping the 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 outline and wanted to ask you another question because um i think you might find this interesting and it would be a good it's a, i think it's a good juicy question so Ooh. not everybody in the world gets goosebumps when they hear music did you know that oh my god no i didn't know that so i think what i what i've learned is that like getting goosebumps from audible or from hearing things is a particular characteristic that not everybody has right um and like one of our questions is like is there a song that brings you to tears but like i think what would be yes (laughs) well i want to know that and but it gives it, me goosebumps. <laughs> okay, so can you tell? Yeah. Okay, so what is it? Because I want to know that. Because that's the kind of shit. Like, I think that that's if a song can give me goosebumps, I get goosebumps with music all the time, and I know that you do too. I um, can't even sing this song without crying. Like it pumps me up so much. Wait, tell it's me. Like, and I can't ever use it on Salt Drop because it'll blo- it blocks because it's Aretha Franklin, but it's um, deeper love. Like uh, that is just it does all that, of that to you. It does everything to me. Everything. And they always play it well, it's the song's chorus is Pride, a deep love, right? But so they play it at Pride all the time and I'm like in the crowd dancing, just like bawling, going, Shh, fucking shame, like, <laughs> God, pull it together. Like people are like, What's wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, No, just shh, just let me just let me have a moment <laughs> with Aretha. Me and Aretha need to cry. I just it's her voice. I I like I feel her. <laughs> I just love, I love singers that sing like they believe it because they do and they mean it. And there's a place that they're pulling from. That's different. Like, um, I don't know if a lot of like, I, as a, as a non-singer, like I'm, I hear what you're saying. Cause I think that that takes a particular amount of like to deliver that way means that you feel it in a particular way which is like one of those things that's almost um, to be vulnerable you almost like cannot explain or describe you have to feel to understand like why it comes out that way you know what i mean yeah as a singer i bet you have the opportunity to get like dig deep into that feeling which i'm envious of well, you have to be really comfortable with who you're recording with because it. some people walk into that space very easily and can just tap into something and go. And other people, you know, you need to feel open to criticism because you're not going to nail it the first time. You might, but, you know, it's rare. And you you have to sink into it a little bit like i listened to the song exploder podcast about honey by robin and obviously oh, yeah. you know i love robin yes but that i was would such add robin great... to that list of albums too uh, that's true any robin <laughs> album doesn't even matter whole catalog just counts as one yeah um, but you would add that for sure so she was talking about how her whole singing career had been sort of these power ballads like dancing on my own and what you know what you name it what all those are like this verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus end with a big like a key change after the bridge and it's very formulaic but it's also um a certain way of singing and a certain kind of attack 
So when she was recording Honey, um, she was playing with like, what if I didn't give it all I had? And what if I sat back in a more, and it wasn't about pushing hard or something like that, but it was about finding the space in in the words and lyrics and just letting it live a little bit, like a little bit like a, how a drummer, like John Bonham's the perfect example. Listen to Moby Dick if you do not know who John Bonham is or if you're not familiar with how good of a drummer, this drummer from Led Zeppelin. Um, he sits in the pocket, which is you don't ever want a drummer that's right on time. You know what I mean? In, yeah. in certain music, yes, but it's such a beautiful thing when you can when it's you lean it back a little bit and you can hear it in her vocals when you hear that song. That song exploder is such a good podcast if you're into music. But um, hearing her say that reminded me of before I did more of the rock singing and how I did sing, which is similar to the talky stuff that I did at the beginning of the podcast. Um, but I love living in that place. And I think a lot of times because I could sing that way and, you know, everybody loves a chick rock singer. What's, what's more punk rock than a girl singing ACDC songs? Like who actually knew about the band? Like, you know, like that's, that was fun and I loved it. But, um, I, I think I'm most truly, I think that's why Jeremiah, when he heard me sing the first time and looked at me and he was like, I've, I get it now. Like, I get it. I get you. Um, cause I don't get like that a lot. Like, but that is the true me. That is who I am. And, um, I am a really, I don't like to say emotional person, but I am, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feeler, you know? Well, and... I mean, I love that because <clears throat> like feeling music is um, like that, that, that bonus layer that you get from listening to music. You know what I mean? Like we listen yeah. to a lot of shit. I don't know that I necessarily feel all of it. Um, but music but when... can make you remember everything or forget everything. Weights, smells. I can remember a particular moment like – in an old car of mine hearing just the, I mean, these songs bring you back to very specific moments in time. Yeah. It's brilliant. So it's really, it is brilliant. And it's also crazy that it's like, um, it's powerful enough to, to make you feel um, not just, you know, tears or whatever, but sometimes like all the way up to like the layer of your skin. Like it can like yeah. Deep make in the your hair. Guts. Yeah. It's yeah. Dope. Totally. Um, Have you ever dated a musician? No. (laughs) Don't worry. I've had sex with musicians, but never dated a musician. That's that's, that that can't. I mean, what is dating anyway? But I'm also like a serial dater. So like, if if or monogamous or wait, what? (laughs) No. relationship oriented type of dude so like it's been serial monogamist well monogamy has always and that's always been like a but 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 serially like (laughs) wanting to date for a long time yeah Um, you know what sounds good cereal cereal oh my god like lucky charms or something really nasty oh oh, cinnamon toast crunch oh ben loves that cuts the top of my mouth oh you gotta let it you have to to let it sit in the milk for a minute I don't get all soggy. I don't, I don't, I like, don't like cereal. Oh, see, I don't like fresh cereal. Oh, I like fresh. I like the like. Yeah, no, like I don't very like Pee Wee Herman of me. Yeah. No, 
I don't like that. Um, okay, wait. I so okay. What did you just, you asked me a question? What if was you dated a musician? Have oh, you also, ever have you ever have been you? in a mosh pit? Well, yeah, I've dated a thousand <laughs> musicians. Okay. Right. Well, okay. This is where our and I am not married to one. So these questions are where our paths um, converge or no depart because depart. I, I've probably dated way fewer musicians and um, I've never been in a mosh pit. Okay. Fun. You have probably dated more musicians and been in more mosh pits than me. Yes to both. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I should hope so. Um, yeah, that makes, that makes sense to me. Um, Do you like death metal? No. <laughs> no, not at all? Mm-mm. Nothing. No, nope. and even I grew like... No, cause, and you know what? Listen, I grew up in um, Western Pennsylvania, and like the boys that I grew up with, some of them listen to that kind of shit. Like what? Um, my friend Eric, dude, I don't even know. Okay, okay. Because I'm so disinterested in all that. Okay. Like whenever you said like when stuff sounds crazy, like it sounds like dissonance to me. Like it is okay. the antithesis <laughs> of what I think music is. I can't hear the lyrics. Sometimes what I, what I'm fascinated over is like reading the lyrics or understanding that there's like actual messaging happening i'm like bro i'm lost on all of it i don't hear the words it makes me uncomfortable it's like watching scary movies i don't like it okay death metal no okay no to death metal no you (laughs) death metal um i love slayer i do um there are a lot of metal bands i don't know if death metal is the right word but um death metal to me sounds like it's sort of, it is what it sounds like, but the, the other piece of it is so many metal guitar players are the most talented guitar players out there as far as, like, it. technical skill goes, and I love a little bit of, like, fast shredding. Okay, like, it's just, I think it's the vocals, that are, it's lost on me. I don't think that, I think the music yeah. itself is, like, terrible. Well, I guess it all depends. <laughs> But, but I also uh, listened to a lot of hardcore and metal growing up. So it it is something that I liked from an angsty age. So it had its place, you know? Totally. Like, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite music video? Yes. Well, there's a few. You named earlier the Madonna. You uh like a virgin like ju- or no, like oh, a prayer, like, like a prayer. You like, like a prayer. What's, okay. What is the one where she's in where, with the bull ring? Why can't I think take, of what? Take, take a bow. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Any, I mean, her videos are so groundbreaking and so killer. Also, every Mi- Michael Jackson video ever is amazing. Um, but I, yeah, loved... those were, they were like cinematic. They were like, um, it was a movie. There were, there were long versions of thriller yeah. of like, um, remember the time I just oh oh remember the time just like monumental fixtures in pop culture like as yes. as we were growing up but yeah music videos holy shit my I think uh oh man there's so where many would you good even ones. show a music video nowadays YouTube. MTV only plays like Road Rules and or what is that even a thing anymore. <laughs> Free home world, road rules. Also, let's know. not even go there. Oh, um, I don't even know. 
yeah, no. Um, but music videos, I think of the past. But yeah, I um. Oh man, that's a really good question. I don't really know if I have a favorite music video. I I do love old Madonna stuff. Yeah. Um, one, I feel like it's the same cinematic quality for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Well, actually, saying that out loud reminds me of another question that I wanted to ask you, which is like, do you have a favorite movie soundtrack? Because um, I do, I do. The Romeo and Juliet soundtrack Ooh. from the nineties. Uh, the Boz Lerman mood, like when I mean, Claire yeah. Danes and Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio, were in it. yeah. That's a great soundtrack. Um, that's so hard. I, I mean, that one's up there. It's hard. It is hard to it's hard to think because it would probably be I love something from the eighties. I, I love Dick Tracy soundtrack. I mean oh, the, yeah, Breathless Mahoney. You guys, listen, Vogue was the song Vogue, which was obviously ripped from the ballroom scene. Um that was on Dick Tracy before it was on Immaculate Collection. Like it was a big fucking deal. That movie, that movie was fun. It was the, like the comic book. It feel, felt like to me like the first of those comic book movies that I saw that I was like, oh, this is fun. It's the only way that Madonna can be like a good actress is if it's like meant to be campy. And so like it worked, you know, I, I loved her in A League of Their Own, though. I thought she was great. but She was <gasps> campy, but she was great. What a great song. Also, mm. like. That whole that's that's a good soundtrack also. So my my favorite one of my favorite soundtracks is the Dick Tracy um soundtrack. Okay. I like that. Both, you knew that right away. Madonna was on the majority of the songs on there and yeah. um there's uh, yeah, just so many good songs from there. Okay. You, you and I could talk about music for seriously I know, six, I know. 16 I'm hours. Gonna, I'm going to play this little game with you, and then we'll go. We'll wrap it up because okay. we could definitely right. keep going. Um, right. Okay, so did you ever watch Family Feud? I did. Okay. You know, at the end, when they have to, like, nominate two people from their family to do the, like, 10 questions, the survey. We surveyed yeah. 100. Okay. So we didn't survey any people, but <clears throat> I'm going to ask you these questions rapid fire. Oh, and you okay. have to say the first thing that comes to your head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. So I don't know what we call it. Music feud. <laughs> Music um, feud. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. Ba-da. <laughs> Introducing mm-hmm. the Malvone family. Mm-hmm. All right, Dino. We didn't survey any people at all. <laughs> Highest non-answers win. So basically, you win. Okay. Okay. A song with a color in the title. True Blue. Song with a number in the title. Um, oh, shit. Um, Should I be going too like... Le- boop, too, boop? too legit to quit. <laughs> that is two numbers. You get a bonus point. Ding. Yeah. Because it is actually too legit to I quit, know. not T-W-O. Quit. Okay, well done. No. Yeah. Okay, so much for rapid fire, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> song with a person's name in the title. Uh, Proud Mary. Oh, good one. Um, song that sounds like summertime. Um, boop, boop, summertime boop. sadness. <laughs> 
I wish you guys could see his face. It's the best it's when really he screams out an answer. It is a good song. Actually. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Long Bill Ray. Um, songs. Uh, where was I? Shoot. Okay, here we go. Song that needs to be played loud. Um, anything. If you from- say Let's Get Loud by J-Lo, I'm going to punch you. Anything, <laughs> anything from Salt Drop. I mean, any of that shit needs to be played loud. Any yeah. house music needs to be played loud. Loud. Um, song to sing along with. Vogue. <laughs> Best song for driving. Oh shit! Um, oh my god. Best song for driving. Oh my god. Um, something from the. Um, it's an Orbital album. Like um, I can't remember the song, but it's nineties. How uh, dance music? Orbital. Now that this is now turning into a game of heads up, right? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I can't. My my powers of recall are dampened because I smoke pot. But I'm, okay. I hear I hear you, and I'm with you. Somebody out there is screaming it and singing it along, and I'm so yes. glad that they are. Yeah, um, and we see you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Song about drugs and alcohol. Um. Or drugs or alcohol. Choose your poison. Um. Anything from. I want to get high, <laughs> so high. Any part. Cypress Hill? The, yes, yes. Fucking love Cypress Hill. Um, yeah. song you never get tired of. Fuck. Insert um, Madonna song here. Well, no, I'm gonna say um, Sade, um, Ordinary Love. Okay, yeah, that song. Whew. Woo! And a great cover song. Oh man. Oh, you tripped me up. Come on, you can do it. A great cover song? Yeah. There's a great one on Oh no, that's not that's on Gish. Or no. I'm, I I mean I'm trying to think of a good cover. Um Oh my God, I'm I'm oh my God. I, blank. You, you you trumped me. I'm like I'm blank right now. A good Every, cover song. I might need screaming. A, on the next podcast, I'll fill you. I can't think of one. Do you have one? Um, gosh, okay. It's my life. The no doubt did it. It's a talk talk song. Uh, uh ugh, there's so many. Michael Jackson did come together. It was incredible. Uh, it's hard to do a song. Oh, how about Live and Let Die, Guns N' Roses? That was sick. Um, the Black Keys did... Uh, I can see the album cover. I can see the art. Oh, I can't even think of what it's called, but it's an old like blues song, and I'll think of it again after we're done. But yeah, we'll put all this stuff in the playlist for y'all. And if you have any loves, any music loves, send them on over. Like, also help me, like, if I we miss something that needs to be, like, corrected, correct me. Because I cannot remember <laughs> the name of the Orbital album or the song. It's okay. Um, or my powers of recall 
aren't always with me but shit music that's because weed is always with us weed is always <laughs> with me my mind is not always so <laughs> this was so fucking fun Shane so shit. Fun. like we could talk about music for 16 hours I know it's thank you guys <sighs> for listening to us rant on like yeah Thank you guys. An hour and twenty minutes is as condensed as it could possibly be. So our our friends definitely said um, people will contact you at some point and don't like sit around waiting by the email for your first couple episodes. But I think we're just excited. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at clubhousepod at gmail dot com, and Dino's gonna spell it for you. C L U B H U I S and not how you say please. that? Not we. <laughs> it's house. And then if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Clubhouse Pod. And we always post pictures from the episode. And if there are any from this one, I mean, there might be a couple, but most of my old uh, show photos are. Wait, I see a butt. Hi, Ash. Oh my God. <laughs> You guys, special guest star. This is what we were talking about last week, Beauty. It's Max. I had to, th- <gasps> I had to throw the keys down to her because she was standing outside for a few minutes. Like, I need to pee so bad. I need and to I'm come like, upstairs. Oh, yeah, so y'all, threw, we're gonna have the Ash on down. the pod. Yeah, get Could ready. she be like? I know Ben said he wants to be one of our. Um, oh, he'd be thrilled guests, if it like, wasn't him. He's like, he's also not... wait. He has to be. <laughs> no, I know, but he, know. he hates the idea of having to talk you know how shy he is <laughs> also half of our friends feel that way too also I know. jeremiah too guess what too bad um but but yeah ashley would love to now that i say we peeing, make that next free. next week we okay. talk shit with ashley yeah i would love to do that i think she first guest yeah let's okay. make it happen well that wraps us up for today yeah have a great day uh listen to that playlist it'll be on it'll be called clubhouse mixtape volume one and i will post a link to that get the fuck into it Woo! all right right. y'all bye bye